1: All right, Ian Bag. it is great to have you on the podcast. Holy cow. How's it going? It's great to be had. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, last week I reached out to probably um, eight, I think eight comics uh, to be on the podcast, and you were... The first one to get back to me, and I think a total of two of eight, but after a couple of days, you were, you had been the only one to get back to me, and uh, I'm just thumbing my nose at the rest of them. They,
0: yeah, <laughs> we don't need them. We don't need them. We got back. We don't need them. <laughs> I'm sorry. My dogs are coming in here, and they're rattling all around. So oh, that's I'm trying to cool. make them a little quiet. Apologize. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is, uh, yeah, I, uh, I get some, and I try to answer all. And I try to just say, if I can do it between this time and that time, I'll do it. So, yeah. But, and you were very easy. You're like, okay. And you yeah. dealt with my, you dealt with my brain too. because like, it's just, I'd ask the exact same question three times. Is this just, is it just audio? And yeah. You're like, no, I told you <laughs> earlier. So, so I thank you for that. Appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we're all a little screwed up right now. So that's oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And then, and then I was panicking cause uh, I was like, oh, which, which email did I tell him to email me? <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was looking at the, and I'm like, oh God. And when of course,
1: of course, I didn't finish sending my email, so there you go, whatever
0: yeah, <laughs> so I'm going, it's partly you, it's not just me not gonna... yeah yeah
1: I, th- i think i I think I got the uh winner of the stupid contest there anyway <laughs> so um i I got introduced to you on last comic standing uh you were season nine, mm-hmm. and um, I remember watching that with my wife and just thinking, uh you didn't really care about." Uh, what the judges thought. You didn't care about what kind of comedy you were supposed to do or anything like that. You just kind of did your thing. And that's, that's kind of why you were one of our favorites. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I thought you were, I thought you were really cool. But what I didn't know is the whole crowd work thing that you do. I mean, you, you did that a little bit in the show, but not, I mean, you, you pretty much had to do your act. And the funny thing is, is I'm on this comedy group that has a bunch of, um, old timers and uh, uh uh we're talking like originals at the comedy store or like nice. dreesons in there and stuff like that and there was uh, a thread about about crowd work and um all the old guys were saying don't do it don't do it and then all oh, the old guys the old guys are just coming. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but this dude this dude came on and said uh said well you got to watch Ian Bag he's a master of crowd work and uh i went back and watched the specials that i can get on whatever streaming services and i watched them with with my wife and you know as as somebody who does comedy myself i when i watch a netflix special i don't laugh i just i'm just like right. oh that's good you know how it is it's like yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. good yeah good mm-hmm. tag good tag and uh on that one i just cracked up especially especially the last one you did in 2018 uh, mm-hmm. getting to know you i think that was
0: no, the guy getting to know you was the first one. Oh, and the second one was conversations.
1: Conversations, yeah. yeah. That one, that one was just hilarious. So, oh, I, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I really loved it. I wanted oh, thanks. Thing. That means a lot. It means a lot.
0: It's from a comedian to enjoy something, it means 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 more than the norms. I don't need those norms yeah. to tell me they. Check.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Co- so, com- and that's the way all comics are. They they want to make the audience laugh, but if another comic says they're funny, then it's better than getting paid. Almost, I've got
0: I've gotten in trouble many times in my career for making the back of the room laugh and forgetting about the audience. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah,
1: so so let's let's go back to the to the young Ian because uh, um, obviously Ooh. nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants to um, be a comic when they're uh, uh, ten or twelve years old, but you're oh, you're
0: you're growing up in Canada, right? I grew up in Canada. I grew up in uh, northern British Columbia, a place called Terrace, BC, which is uh, n- uh, the closest American city is uh, Ketchikan, Alaska. Okay, so that's what. Yeah, that's yeah. Where I grew up.
1: Yeah. I actually had uh, my uncle was a preacher and he spent half a year with his family in Newfoundland. Oh Um, my. Uh... They, they had a house there, and they talked about going to the shore and grabbing the squids that w- washed ashore and popping their heads off and putting it in a stew. So I, I don't know if that was true or not. but they, that, I can what, believe it. The, the
0: Newfoundland people are very interesting up there. They're yeah. very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, they, 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 they have just, this thing called screech where you take a, a, a swig of 100 100- uh, Hundred and ten proof. I can't remember. If it's before you kiss the fish or after you kiss just the fish. But it's, there's a fish involved, so they, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll put their lips on anything in Newfoundland. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> so um obviously, you had to have been influenced by some comics at some point. What, what were the first ones that you got into when you were growing
0: up? My parents had uh, Bill Cosby records and mm-hmm. I loved listening to those um, just because of the picture he drew, which is, I could see everything he was talking about and I could draw this. I could have this movie going on in my head yeah. of what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan Winters yeah. uh, was another one who yeah. were, where I would say I was in my crowd work style was influenced, where I just take something and, spin it you know spin it he would just say what he was able they was given one word he was like a brilliant guy he was given one word and he'd create a whole story behind it yeah. which is kind of kind of a little bit where i just let my brain go right uh-huh. to whatever somebody says um and then um, um sam kinnison and eddie murphy were the tapes we when i was so i graduated in 87 I finally saying how old i am i don't care i graduated <laughs> high school 87 88 and um uh, when I was about 15, I think we, that's when Eddie Murphy was huge uh-huh. and uh, Sam was huge. And just, uh, the, the, just the, uh, you know, the, the Eddie was just stupid, funny. It was just stupid. It was just, it was just stupid, funny, which I love. Yeah. And then Sam was just like we're kicking open this door and we're going in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So that's <laughs> that. So if you take all that, I think that's me. Yeah. I'm sure. And sure there were some others that, you know, influenced me as well, but those were the big ones that influenced right. me. Right. So. I
1: I get that. I get that from you. And uh, the funny thing is I talked to somebody who used to, um, he actually roomed with Sam Kennison and uh, he said everything <laughs> off stage was actually bigger than what he did on stage. So oh, you know, yeah, he was, <laughs> He he was definitely uh, a hard one to handle, and and yeah. the bigger he got, the harder it was.
0: No, I, th- I think I think I'm pretty good at reining mine into just while I'm on stage. Of mm-hmm. course, I I have an imagination. I, I I'm the same person. I I am the same person on stage as I am off stage. But I'd say I, in, on stage I'm I'm in concentrate. Right. So yeah, yeah it's just like a watered down version of of me in real life yeah so that's well there, yeah so. i i
1: i get that because i don't think you could do what you do up there if you were faking it because uh i mean oh, that's, i mean your your reactions and stuff like that have to be real because it's real time stuff it's not stuff that you wrote six months right. ago or a year ago so well,
0: yeah i, I when guys when people ask me about how do you do crowd work i'm like don't ask the question if you don't want to hear the answer you want to yeah. hear their answer if you have you're asking the question to get to your joke yeah then then that's not crowd work if, yeah you know what i mean like right. it's, it's it's a conversation it is actual conversation you have to be curious about what they're saying to you right the funny thing
1: yeah. is is early on i uh i read a comedy book and they've got a whole chapter on crowd work mm-hmm. and uh, i won't tell you who the author is but uh judy he, yeah <laughs> no <laughs> He, he said that you have to have um, your your answers to the crowd work already rehearsed <laughs> and ready to go, and be able to plug them in, like horseshoe them in, to no matter what the crowd says, because you know they're funny and you can use them that way.
0: <laughs> no, I, I guess so, but um, I'll, I'll smile politely during yes. that one. Yeah. I would just, I, I, I would say, um, just. Mm, just make sure you have information, 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 like overload yourself on information. So if somebody talks to you about something, yeah. you know what they're talking about. You may not, be you're not you're going to be an expert on it, but at least you can keep up the conversation. And, yeah. and don't be afraid to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, well, so, it's the, yeah. It's it's a
1: big listening thing. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're playing off of what they say. And the funny thing is, is when you're in a comedy club or you're in a theater or something like that, people say the stupidest things that they would never say in a normal conversation.
0: <laughs> I don't know if sometimes if they panic and that comes out of them or they're just like feel free. I've always been told I'm able to get people to open up a little more than other people say things, whether it be Uh, off stage or on stage. I can't believe I'm telling you this, you know, it doesn't matter. So, so I like it, you know, so that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. so, Obviously, you're you're listening to Eddie Murphy and Kinnison and Cosby and all those folks. uh, But um, little little Ian Bagg wanted wanted to do something else at first. So, what did you did you uh, you you went to school for something about blowing things up, right? I I was working in a gold mine. I was working for
0: a company, uh, uh, Titan Explosives, and uh, they. I started out at the bottom. I just I was nineteen. 18, 19 years old. Yeah. I, I, when I first graduated from high school, my mom's Australian yeah. and my grandma, my grandmother had passed away and at the, and my mom had gone, I would say in the springtime. And then when I, my sister and, and me had finished school, we went with my father over to Australia to say goodbye to my grandma. And I stayed, I stayed in Australia for about another year. Um, so 18, eight, 17 to 18, 18 and a half, 19. So yeah, about 18, about 18 years old. Uh, I spent a year in Australia just doing random jobs. And like my uncle, uh, my uncle owned a, um, he was an accountant and he owned a big firm and they had all sorts of weird, weird clients. And one of the clients they had was a place called Durkin amusements. Uh And he said, he said, you're going to see Australia. And I said, okay. And he said, I'm putting you with a client. And you're going to see Australia. And I'm like, okay. So he just gives me the address. He stuck me with a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I went I went and worked with this carnival for three months. We, we did all the big, like, uh, the national shows, they were called. We went to Adelaide, Melbourne, um, Brisbane. And I seen the big cities. And I got to hang out in these cities for two weeks at a time. So it was, I was gone for six weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I, I would... Help put things together. When well, I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. If, yeah. After doing that, never going to carnival ride anywhere. <laughs> People are unclad. You know, they don't have anything. So, uh, so I got to see three big cities, and then I came back and I, I, I hitchhiked around and and seen Australia. And then I said, well, it's time for me to go back to Canada. So I went back to Canada, and after a couple months of living at home, my dad said, "You're getting a job. You're paying rent. And mm. You're gonna you're gonna do something, or you're going to school." And I was like. I don't really want to go to school because I know what I want to do. I want to be a comedian. Uh Right. And I'm in from this small town in the middle of nowhere. And this is 1988, 19, between 87 and 90. This is when this all takes place. Mm. So no internet, right? No, there's just, how how do you become a comedian? I don't know. We're We're in a logging Indian village in the middle of Northern Canada. Nobody's ever done that before. Nobody's got you. Well, you just go down the road and it does not like in my head, it's still an Archie comic. I'm yeah. walking down the street one day and some limo goes by and goes, okay, I seems funny. Put him in the car. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, so I, my dad goes, get a job. So I get a job at the um, Titan explosives and it's, I start out, I always the job is uh, a big uh, semi trailer pulls up and I unload all the dynamite and put it into a magazine in the middle of nowhere uh-huh. and and then uh, and then another truck pulls up and I unload all the dynamite from the magazine into that other truck and it takes it into the mine. So I do that and slowly they teach me how to drive the truck. I have to take all these courses for explosives and being safe and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And which is funny because the guy that taught me would just smoke hash the whole time he was doing it. <laughs> And um, and then I, I just kept going up in the company. And then all of a sudden I was at, I was working in a gold mine. I was just working in a gold mine, probably about two hours north of Terrace. And I was at at camp and uh, just, 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 you know, a 19 year old kid and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, they give them, they've given me on my own pickup truck. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh. We drink every night and I blow things up. Yeah. It, is, it is the military without, you know, without, yeah. you know, there's a chance of dying, but I don't have to fight anybody. Yeah. I don't have to listen. You know, it's, way, it's just, it's just awesome. And I'm just like, and then they said, do you want to go to school? And I'm like, yeah, if I could become the big wig at this. Yeah. And I'm making yeah. stupid money too, by the way, Yeah, stupid money. Uh, So I'm like, okay, so. I just come home one day and I'm going to move to Vancouver. I'm going to go to, I'm going to school. Uh, But before I go to school, I want to try to become a comedian. So I go down to Vancouver, me and my buddy Trent and it takes me another nine months I would say nine months to a year before I hit an open mic. I party my face off, mm-hmm. uh, experimented with lots of drugs and, uh-huh. and all kinds of things. <laughs> I finally, I finally uh, get the nerve up and and I go on this um, open mic contest at a place called Punchlines in Gastown in Vancouver. Mm. Um, and it's a contest, and I go on, and all my jokes are written on my hand, and it's so nervous they sweat off, and I end up doing impressions of fish. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I don't win the contest, so I think I'm done. My career is over. Uh-huh. Like, so I, I, was, I was just like, oh, well, that was fun. I'm walking away. And as I'm walking away, the manager of the club said, hey, you're really funny. You should come back and do open mic next week. And I'm like, well, I thought I lost. I thought I didn't get to do it. He was like, no, that's just a contest we yeah, had. You can come do open mic. Had yeah. I not, had he not said anything to me, I would have never gone back. I would have oh, went wow. to school, and so yeah, just kind of like that's basically been my career. Just kind of a little bit of luck and a little bit of um, naivety, yeah. Uh, so it just kind of got me where I should be. So that's that's how I started doing comedy.
1: Yeah. How did you get from doing the uh, open mics when you know what? How did you grow in that to where you could actually make a little bit of money at it?
0: Uh, it was pretty quick um so I'm probably 21 years 21 years old at this time 22 21 22 and um I just cling on to every i, I people like me people like me enough that I cling on and I don't, I don't I'm not a pest but I cling on yeah to the funny guys that are around and mm. I'm like can I come with because it wasn't just clubs these guys would like <laughs> travel for hours and go do these shows and stuff mm. and I would I would say can I right. Can I come for the ride with you and maybe do five minutes? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, cause they there by themselves. So, and I just talk and pick their brain and have a good time with them. And, and they'd let me do five minutes. They'd let me go on five minutes. So, and it took about, it took about a, I know that sounds stupid, but I, I quit the job I was working at about a year into doing stand up and was making enough money to live. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like, and it wasn't much, And it was, wasn't smart, but I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anybody to follow in footsteps. I didn't, you know, I didn't, it, it didn't make sense to me. So, you know, I just kept going. And, uh, I just, I was, I was doing these, you know, I was just, I was just making enough money to live and I didn't come from money. And so I just, you know, was, was great. I was just having fun. And then I followed my friend, Craig Campbell out to the Montreal comedy festival and I was just happened to be able to get on. I was just hanging about. And mm-hmm. once again, people were like nice to me. And I went on this show at the Comedy Works at maybe midnight or like after midnight. And it was all these people like David Tell was on that show, Colin mm-hmm. quinn was on that show, uh, you know, uh, like Chris Rock, like tons of people. And I just went on. Somebody was late. So in the end, like, you want to go on? I'm like, okay. So Mm. I go on and I just do well enough that this guy named Lucian Holt sees me. And Lucian was one of the owners of the comic strip in New York. Mm. And he came up and gave me a card and he said, if you ever are in New York, I'll put you on stage. So Uh I'm, Lou, come here, Lou, come here. We're trying to do an interview. (laughs) So I'm dumb enough that uh, if you're ever in New York, means get to New York. Yeah, come to New York. So, so, so. Within, within six months, I moved to New York with $700 in my pocket and he put wow. me on stage and I lived in a youth hostel for four months. I was paying $14 a night to live at the youth hostel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would show up at the comic strip and I'd have all these, uh, these, they, they thought I was the weirdest guy ever because I'd show up with an entourage of different groups every night I went on stage there and they'd all be from different countries. So uh-huh. one night it'd be all, one night it'd be all Germans. Next night it'd be all Chinese. Yeah. like, what the-? Who is this guy? <laughs> so, and I just kind of I just I was completely illegal and I was doing stand up and one night uh Lucien said, "Hey, uh they're doing uh an audition for um Conan for the Conan O'Brien show and I can't get you on it. Cause I don't cuz I don't think you're quite ready enough, but what I need you to do is go on right before and you'll be the buffer. Like uh-huh. if they're running late, they won't see you. If they're on time, they will see you. Mm-hmm. So, and that'll be good for you to be seen. And so I said, okay, I went on and I did it and they offered me the show. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I'd like, <laughs> all right. I was like, all right, this is crazy. So I said, uh, I'm actually not legal. I can't do this show. I need work papers. And they said, we'll get, we'll help you get the work papers. Uh-huh. And they helped me get my work papers. And that's how I became. Uh, living in america <laughs> wow yeah
1: that's, so that's a cool story
0: it's 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 pretty good it's it's got you know it's it's got its up and downs and bumps and bruises but uh you know the shiny parts are really really shiny yeah so yeah so
1: yeah that's really good so what was the conan thing like obviously that's your first network tv thing what i mean did you freak out how, how did you get your time down and all that kind of stuff
0: I used to do. I, I was one of those guys, again, that when I moved to New York, I'd go on stage all the time. So I was able to do this that five minutes. And at that time, I think it was about six or seven that you do. Mm. And they give you the material, you, you know, they pick you pick, show them the material and they tell you what jokes mm. to do. And, and they, they trusted you. And I just did that set over and over for about three months Mm -hmm. while we were waiting for my work papers and we got them done. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, I just remember being so nervous. And uh, my buddy Tom pop at the time I was buddies with Tom Papa. He Uh came with me. Um, but I remember like, this is, you know, it's so funny about it. Um, so Barry Katz is a big time, um, manager kind of guy, Mm -hmm. kind of a douche too. Yeah. (laughs) but anyways he came up to me and he's like he's like it's so crazy that this character you do this character you do and i didn't understand what he was talking about because i i went on i went on and in what I owned my best clothes that I owned. So my best Uh clothes at the time were a pair of logging boots, a Uh pair of shorts and a logging shirt. Uh And I had, and I had like, I looked like I was coming right out of Seattle, the grunge scene. I had the hair and everything and I went on stage and they all thought I was doing a character, but that was just me Uh at the time. So, you know, just a dumb kid from the middle of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, and I ended up doing Conan about three times um and, and about a year I did it about three times and um, then I ended up moving out to LA and um I ended up doing the Craig Ferguson show after that and they kind of just walked away from me from the Conan show and never used me again I didn't know that I didn't I wasn't smart enough to know that they would be butthurt about it yeah they were, so <laughs> so you know the shiny times and then the low times and then you know so I just I just I just want to do shows you know right I yeah. I, I, I didn't have any like at the time I didn't have any great ambitions for sitcoms or anything, or being a writer or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. everybody else seemed to have that going on. I just, I wanted to be funny. Right. That's all I wanted to be. I didn't understand that there was this ulterior motive for a lot of, a lot of, you know, comedy. Yeah. So, So my, my, my dream, my dream when I was a kid was when I'd watch these comedians and they'd go on these shows and they were so funny and then I would see them on daytime tv doing uh like game shows mm-hmm. so that's to me I was just like that's the career I want I want to go on game shows I want to do stand-up at night I just uh-huh. want to just do it and do it and do it and just make people laugh and have fun because they look like they're just hanging with their friends and having so much fun I'm yeah. just like oh it's, look at that it's just like just hanging with your buddies it's <laughs> awesome
1: wouldn't so. it be great if Hollywood Squares could have just kept going? I mean, there's
0: it, no reason why it shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the- that's such a cool show, and everybody that was ever on it, they talk about. I mean, they just drank the whole time. They, right. they even well, even between because they'd film about six or seven shows a day. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's in what between game shows they all about. They'd go do shots or whatever, and uh, then come back, and they were in the bag for most of it.
0: Wait, until as soon as Netflix starts doing game shows, that's when it's going to get good. As yeah. soon as Netflix yeah. starts doing game shows. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that's that's really cool. So, let's talk about your act. Did, was the um the conversations with the crowd was that something that you did pretty much from the beginning or did that come later?
0: How did that work out? It was out from for you? the beginning, but it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't I was when you say I was at the time, Stephen Wright was huge. Mm-hmm. So the, the way to do it was, um, like, yep. and I had a little bit, I'd have a little bit of a conversation with the audience. Always. I remember always, I get in trouble for it all the time. And that's why I liked emceeing the best. Cause you could do it. Cause when you emceed, uh, the, the club, when, uh, um, the MC is a very important job. So when when he got to MC, they told you there's three things that you had to always ask when you went out of the crowd, and you had to you had to make that crowd feel like it's your it's your house, right? You're you're yep. welcoming him. You got him. So so who's you would ask? Uh, so who's never been here before?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's who's uh, from out of town? And is anybody celebrating anything? Yeah. And and you know, guys, you had to work. You had like they made you ask those questions every mm-hmm. time. So you had. I was started, I started off with having a conversation with the crowd you know? Yeah. So, and they were very, it's, which was, it's a great, it was a great way of doing it. They really made the MC, you know, if it's going to be a good show, if the MC is good. So the MC is very important. Take this serious. Yeah. And, and I was very serious about it. It was just fun. I remember. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was good. Time. Yeah. So, but I, I used I so I had, uh, I had this kind of, um, deadpan, um, maybe one liners, uh, short jokes. I've always been known for doing short jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, like I can get a lot of jokes into a five minute set and stuff like that. I've always been told that, but, um, the crowd work, uh, but this guy I was very similar to at the time from Seattle, we we became friends and we'd go to all the shows in Vancouver. He'd come up and he'd stay on my couch all the time and we'd go out and do it. And his name was Mitch Hedberg we just mm. kind of we just kind of ran we run around uh-huh. vancouver doing all these shows and uh-huh. he had long hair and i had long hair and we we like grunge music and he, you know it was just uh-huh. fun so <laughs> yeah that was i was very i uh, he he really stuck at that but we were pretty similar when i first started out that's why we got along quite well mm. it's funny when you when you start out you're like you you um you're attracted Uh, like a magnet to the people that are like you yeah and as your career grows the it changes it's you're pushed away from the people that are like you Mm -hmm. so and you hope you hope that that you know you you want to be i guess as you grow grow, you want to be really stick out you want to you don't want to be like anybody else you you so. become
1: a brand is what you know really what happens is you become more of a brand and anybody that's like you it's like you know I'm drinking diet pepsi diet coke doesn't want to hang out with diet Pepsi. so you know it's 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 kind of which, which is sad but it's, it is because it's the I, way it is i i, I
0: miss the beat. i miss starting out and hanging with guys and just having just it's it, you know if, if there's anybody out there that's just starting out it's it is really the best time of stand up is when you're starting out and everybody's confused and <laughs> asking questions and having fun and of course you know there want somebody's gonna there's always gonna be that somebody shoots out quicker than somebody else but mm. don't worry about it it's like popcorn we all pop at different times
1: yeah so, yeah i'm i'm glad you mentioned uh the the art of being an mc because i i had a, a guest his name's garrett elzinga he's at um uh, the MC for Dr. Grins up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he's, he's very much like you. He takes it seriously and he knows that, you know, okay, the MC has to do the three things, uh, you know, um, uh, first time out of town celebrating and let the crowd do all the talking that they need to do so that when the headliner comes up they shut up and 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 you know it's an art but a lot of clubs don't really care about it anymore they don't have a real mc and they just have whatever person is available and they don't know how to do it and then the headliner doesn't get the right crowd warm-up that they're supposed to get
0: so as a society right now, it's everything that we do, whether it be a farm or, you know, like factory farms or factory comedy or factory, you know, or fast food, we don't, we just want the finished product. We don't want to make, you know, the so I'm, I, you know, the biggest thing I was talking about somebody about this whole pandemic. I hope it changes the way we do things, you know, mm-hmm. like that. the, the farm, the farming comes back. Yeah. The, you know, you know, like that, that, the love of, of the land yeah. comes back. The love of art comes back. The yeah. love of making cars comes back. We don't just do it, you know, and, and, and the, and the, the worker, the Western world worker is, is more appreciated than just used to get someplace. Yeah. So, cause I, I you, know, I'd, you know, whatever That's, I don't, we don't need to talk about that, but <laughs> I, I feel, I feel the same way about standup. Sometimes the show like the biggest, the biggest annoyance of a comedy club is actually having to put on the show. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> this is like if oh, this that's stupid part, this hour and a half that makes us all our money, is the most annoying part yeah. of this whole thing. So,
1: all those people, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they just buy
1: the ticket and stay
0: home? Yeah, yeah. the comedians said, "Well, you should know what you're doing. No, you got to You know, it's it's uh, comedy clubs are are are." Um, they're the minor leagues for the most part. And that's where guys get good is the minor leagues. And you should be proud of owning mm. a comedy club. And if you, if you create somebody, they'll always come back to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So
1: most stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: for yeah. Sure. And, and, and I don't, I don't think comedy clubs should uh, ever say to a comedian if, when there's a, two comedy clubs in a town and they say, you have to pick between, I don't, Like if you're an MC or a feature, that's the last thing that should be ever said to a comic like that. Right. Uh, If I own a comic club, I'd be like, okay, you're working here this week, so I hope next week you go to another comedy club so you get better. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like get them better so when they get and 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 the comedy club that says go do more, they're gonna go. I love that guy. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So.
1: That's great. Hey, folks! If you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you for watching. If you want to hear the whole Ian Bag interview, you need to subscribe to Behind the Bits. We're on all the apps. It's Behind the Bits. Hey, goodbye for now. But uh, Ian's episode will be up soon. Boom, boom. See, see, ya. see you,
0: suckers later.
1: <laughs> um. Coming, coming, up along the way, did you? Uh, you talked about uh, hanging out with Tom Papa and Mitch. And uh, did you have? Did you ever run into any of the old school crowd that um, that kind of helped you along or gave you any tips along the way or told you don't do that and you still did it
0: anyway? Um, I was told a lot, don't do that. I yeah. was told a lot. And, <laughs> and I, I, I remember, I remember being annoyed because i remember thinking i'm doing this for me not uh-huh. you you know what i mean like if you yeah, just do your own thing like I, I have i get into i have some uh people that don't appreciate me right uh there are comics and we're all gonna have that you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. uh, but i because i don't i don't let my features or mcs sell anything Mm. Because I just, my big thing, I just, I just want to have that time with the crowd with myself afterwards. Uh I just, I just, that's, you know, it's, I have to sell the tickets to get people in there. I have to deal with if they're not selling tickets, I have to build for the next time I'm coming in there. And I just, I want to be able to do it. Mm. People are like, well, that's just me. I was like, no, Uh, featuring and emceeing is, you're not there for the money. Mm. You're there, you're there because, you want to make the next person not be able to do their job. Yeah. That's the MC, MC does not want to be the, the feature to be able to follow. The feature does not want the, the headliner to follow. I, mm-hmm. I, I respect somebody if they are, if I have to struggle when I first get out there, because yeah. people are still so excited about the last guy. Yeah. I'm way more excited to that than a guy selling t-shirts. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> like, it's just like that. Cause you know what? That guy wants to be a comedian. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all he's got the drive in him for to be, yeah. to be a i i I totally love that that's that's what it is you know and 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 you should never rely on somebody else making you money you know like it's it's i don't know if we're supposed to swear on this or not but it's it's, it's, when the money's shitty the Mm -hmm. money is shitty yeah (laughs) when the money's good you can make a very good living Uh, i don't i don't know where it'd be 10 like 10 or 15 years ago if we were going through this now like now, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not panicked at all right now because I've been able to save my money. Right. I, you know, like, so I'm sure if we, if we, if we're talking next year at this time, I might be a little bit more panicked, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, it's, that's, I, but I don't know, you know, like I, I, when guys are, are features and they talk to me, I'm just like, just become the king of your town, have a job where you make money where you don't have to worry about, making money doing standup. If, if, if you're going to grind, grind, grind in your town, grind where people go, that dude's the funniest dude in such and such town. Yeah. And then people will hear about you and then you'll build your own audience in that, in that crowd, you know, in that town. Mm. And, uh, you'll build way better if you just, instead of getting stuck in that hole, well, I'm only making $500 this week, but I got to get to that town next week. And that's going to cost me that much money. But no, don't, don't put yourself through that stress. You yeah. know, if somebody like at some point, somebody will see you and they'll take you on tour and they'll pay for your plane ticket and you'll, and you'll that $500 will go into your pocket. And that'll, mm. that'll be, you know, that's let it build that way. Don't yeah. build it through. Cause your brain doesn't doesn't come up with stuff if you're just worried about money. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's it's going to work, going and doing different things, going and doing, you know, going out, out with people and and seeing different things. That's what helps you write jokes. That's yeah. that's that's what makes things different. If you just if you're just doing stand up and worrying, staying in a house, smoking pot, and worrying about money. You're just doing exactly. You're just talking about that. Yeah, you know? and and we've all seen comedians do that. Yeah, that's, so
1: that's funny. I I really just going back to what you said about uh, feature acts. It's funny because I I was in another discussion with uh, uh, people who feature, and I, there was a whole thread about it. And it, you know the the basic gist of the thread was okay the feature act is supposed to take the audience to a certain level and stop so that the mm-hmm. so that the uh, headliner can do it and this one guy got on he said uh i'm a feature and i go on and i fuck shit up and i i, I want that uh, headliner to work for it and i want to be better than them and i want to take their job and I, that's the that's- guy i respected <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's the guy that's gonna get the job too that's the guy that's gonna get the phone call and say hey uh so-and-so missed their plane mm-hmm. and we need a headliner for tonight and you can do it yeah yeah so
1: yeah that's that, that's great um so, and that's how you and that's how you, that's how you become a headliner
0: you know what i mean that's people not wanting to follow you is how you become a headliner yep yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember when I when I moved when I started going out on the road. People didn't want to follow me. Mm-hmm. People were like, <laughs> I, I was just like being told no. I got I, I remember getting fired a couple times because there were people like, I'm not working with him. Oh wow, uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, what are you gonna do? I was like, then I you know I've been broke many a times, and that's the that's what you do to get to the next level is you, know, you take it in the face. Uh-huh. So, yeah.
1: So how did the last comic standing thing come about for you? Uh, they'd asked me
0: since year two of it and I'd really? said no okay and I said no 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 and uh, then uh, a friend of mine started producing it and she asked me three times and I said no and <laughs> then I'd said yes and she quit the show so <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh okay but I, I I really didn't I didn't even want to do it even the that year I didn't want to do it I just I remember the day of the first day I, my alarm went off. I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to yeah. go back. I went to back to bed and, and my, my phone rang from my manager and he said, go do it. I said, you said, you're going to do it. You go do it. They want to know where you are. So I went and did it. Yeah. And <laughs> when I got there, I, when I got there, I, it's funny that you said, you didn't seem like you didn't care. The only time I cared was the first, the first show. I just was like, what yeah. if I can't get through the first round? That was the only time that I was, uh, uh-huh. And then after that, I was like, I don't give a shit. Kick me yeah. off this show. Yeah. <laughs> but they did stupid, stupid contest. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it was just it was just so funny to watch you go up there and just like, uh, I don't care. And, and and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say my shit i'm gonna get off the stage and uh i'm gonna go to the finals that's just, that's just the way it happened for you so that's crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is they they actually uh they got their they got the, i got my come up and it uh, was they said uh they um disqualified me in the finals <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i was disqualified
1: did you not get to go on tour then no i did go into it but you, I, was, I was okay i was number
0: five but they didn't let me they were like nope you don't get to win <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't get to be first second you're, like, you're, you're disqualified they yeah. want to make sure that happens like
1: ah, ah, ah. so did that i obviously that helps people's career in some way do you feel like that um if you hadn't done it um things might be better
0: or worse for you no, I was actually surprised how great it was. The people that watched it, I, I, I grabbed a whole new audience. Like, it took me yeah. to another level. So uh, had I known that, I wouldn't have been so snobby and done it, you know? so Yeah. Uh, but I just thought, it, always thought it was a contest. And I'm you know, like, I don't really want to get involved in a contest. It's, you're kind of handing it over to it's other people to judge you. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I did my first Showtime special before that. And I did my second Showtime my second special after that and had done lots of things. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, stand up, everything you do, nothing's, nothing's the giant step. It's just another, you know, step. Mm-hmm. So, and then sometimes, you know, the steps are a little, you know, a little nicer than others. Right. Right.
1: Now you're known for, um, some pretty grueling tours, uh, when, when you can actually tour it, Yeah, I, I love it. I, and you love it. Does, uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, does your wife love it? uh,
0: she, she, she's known nothing but like okay it's, so yep. uh, and she's she's a very independent independent person was mm-hmm. something that, that I've always been attracted to so um she kind of yeah she just she doesn't really affect her I guess you know every so often when I first go but like if I have a couple weeks off mm-hmm. when I first go back out um she'll she's like ah! you yeah. know and, and and for myself when I've been doing a long time I at the end of something like, ah! go So that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's what it is. But I come home uh, on, you know, Sunday nights every, and I leave, you know, I come over every week I come in and out, out and out. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's how our life works. I don't stay out. I don't stay out for a long period of time. I just go out a lot. Yeah. So
1: that's cool. That's cool. Your writing process, obviously your stuff, uh, pretty much comes from, it's, it's your personal personal stuff it's stuff that's happened to you and uh people you've run into and stuff like that how do you how do you write i mean do you um do you have like a writing schedule do you just write stuff down as you as you think of it what what how does a joke form for you
0: If I've uh, done some writing for other people, so if I'm doing some writing for other people, I'll sit down and write out things um, as far as writing for me. And it's kind of tough right now because I I write on stage. I'll take uh, something and then I'll work it out on stage. Mm -hmm. So that's usually how I do it. But uh, I have the different ways of of writing. So I just kind of... My problem with writing is I can watch a comic and go, I can see them sitting at a table coming up with the idea idea yeah. uh-huh. like that I, and it drives me insane when i I'm just like you didn't do that you know yeah. what i mean you didn't do that or <laughs> you like you seen something and i can see that you you sat down and wrote out 50 different ways and this is the way you decided to you know so mm-hmm. and that, that drives me nuts i i enjoy um uh, i like i enjoy truth and things i yeah. I, I, I i don't like my uh, comedy i don't like it being I can forced comedy. I like it being natural. So
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and, and coming from a personal place, that's that I, I do the same thing. It's the only thing you you can really be honest on stage with. If it's right, if it's generic or uh, a story you just made up because you dreamt about it or whatever, it, it yeah, just, yeah, it doesn't hit the same because you don't believe in it. And right, yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense to me. Going back to uh, the 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 whole crowd work thing has that ever backfired on you have you ever gotten somebody so pissed off that they came at you or yeah, anything? yeah yeah I've had a couple yeah punches I've, oh. had, punch, I've
0: you know, had punches thrown <laughs> uh, I've had people upset with what I've said you know but um everybody it, it happens to everybody I, you know I, I, you know Gaffigan's a buddy and I know he's gotten into arguments with people about food for crap's sake. So, you know, it's just it yeah. is sometimes just gonna be that person. There's just gonna be that person. We don't we don't do stand-up for that person. Right. You know, we, we do stand up for the other people that get get it. Yeah. You know, um, stand ups about making somebody laugh at something that they never thought they would. Right. Uh, but there's a difference between a person that wants to laugh at a person that wants to be offended right i i I got a perfect example like a guy put on uh my instagram yesterday uh i don't enjoy this kind of comedy (laughs) and and i put well stop and start watching something else like to me i'm just like I've never watched something and go, I don't like this. And then take taking the time out to say, I don't like it. Uh You know, like I am just like, just, you don't like anything. You are, you are a curmudgeon. You are the person that nothing is pleasurable to. You are the person that complains about something that is given to you. You're the person that complains about something that is made for you. You're like, there's, there's those people out there and you just can't. And, and I'm saying, oh, I I never not like anything. I've, I I hate I hate a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I hate a lot of yeah. stuff. But you know what? I don't take my time out to hate things. Yeah, I take out I take my time out to love things. Uh-huh. Is what I do. Yeah. So you know, you, you've got to decide. You know, when you do stand up, do you? How do you live? Like I was told a long time if you we if you if you believe uh your best um reviews mm-hmm. you believe your worst reviews yeah so you just go i it is what it is yeah that's what that's what you have to be, you know. Yeah. It's, it, yeah.
1: there's no way you can please everybody. And the funny thing is, no. I is I've watched I've watched a lot. you know, since we're quarantined, uh, my wife and I have watched a lot of like Netflix specials and Amazon specials and just and comedy specials in general, just to watch them. And I'd say probably sixty percent. We don't we don't get through ten minutes, and I shut it down. There's yeah. a lot of
0: shit out there. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of. But that does that make you write a review for every, every one of them? No, nope. does that make you? No, nope. like you know, I just go I, on. Just, yeah, yeah, you just you just move <laughs> on. It's that's that's what's great about the time we live in. There's so much to watch, right? Yeah, um, I mean, and you don't, you know, like I just mm. <laughs> and, and 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 not everybody loves <laughs> strawberry. You know, that's why there's Neapolitan because some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla and some people like strawberry, Yeah, you (laughs) you know, like you just see, and some people like it all. So, but, uh, uh, you know, nobody eats the strawberry and then complains about the chocolate. And the, and the, the people that like just strawberry get just strawberry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. so yeah. The one thing that's frustrating that I've seen is the the fact that we do have all this available to us. And say you're you're coming to South Bend. Um, obviously somebody's going to buy a ticket if they don't know you. They've got a hundred different YouTube videos they can watch to see what type of comic you are, and if they don't do that and they come in, Oh, I didn't know he was going to be like that. I said, well, I said, it, I, I am a, a, a like, <laughs> I, I, uh,
0: I, I, just like, did you really not check out what I did before you came here? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> seriously. It, I, and I don't think you have to, like, if you have an open mind, you're like, I'm going to see this. If I like it, I like it. If I yeah. hate it, I hate it. But right. I decided to go, but if I'm like, I'm going to put some money down for this and I want to know what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. I going to check it out. No doubt. Yeah. Like, uh, I had no idea Corvette only had two doors. (laughs) It disgusts me. That kind of person, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. So, did you ever? uh... I I think I think a lot of people don't like to take responsibility for themselves. Yeah. Oh, I bought something to. I bought something to something I don't like. Mm, My fault. Uh-huh. Oh, it's your instead of yep. saying, you know yep. they say it's your fault instead of theirs <laughs> yeah
1: no doubt so. did you ever work with uh, Bob Zaney when you were doing feature stuff
0: uh once in a while yeah yeah we had yeah. the same manager for a bit so I, I I'm pretty sure he you know he at that time he kind of. Uh, I'm sure you know, a couple times, I'm sure he's to say, I don't think we should work together because it's a yeah. lot of crowd work for, but yeah. his crowd works different than mine. It's so. different.
1: It's different. But I think as far as guys that I know, it's probably the closest to you as, yeah. as anybody I've seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say I'm closer to Jimmy Pardo than him.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's funny, Bob Zaney, Jimmy Pardo and Ian Bag were all represented by the same company at one point. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the um, crowd
1: work triplets. Yeah, yeah man, that's yeah. great. Well, if, you don't, if you don't like that crowd work, we got this crowd work. Yeah. If you don't like this crowd work, we got that crowd work. <laughs> um, this is something I ask everybody. Uh, what three things do you wish you would have known starting out
0: that you know now? I wish I had taken a marketing class. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was going to have to market myself. Um, it's, it's really one of those things. Um, um, I... I I know this sounds stupid, but I wish i had taken like uh uh, uh not so much a film class, but maybe an editing class. So okay. I it's in you know what I mean because at the end of the day, you you're the only one that's going to sell you, and mm. I I don't know if you're anything like me, but I hate selling me. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. So if I can do it without having to talk about myself, it's so much better to oh, make yeah. something. So that's what I've been doing is learning. You know, like I work with some guys that help me out now, mm. so with the editing and stuff. But I still try to peek in on their shoulder and stuff like that. Mm. Um, just having, if I could definitely if my parents had lived in Los Angeles, it would have made my life way easier, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they had been in the show in show business rather than Gary's auto supply. You yeah. Know? It would have been so much different, but yeah, yeah no, I don't, there's not much. I, I, I change, um, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, th- I'm, I think I'm pretty, I, I don't know if you're allowed to say it. If, if you are like, I, I I'm, I feel like I'm really, really lucky doing what I do, so I feel like I'm gracious. Mm. Uh, oh, that's interesting. My wife has decided to print something off. Right oh. <laughs> <laughs> come in say hi to him. Now that you've got it, just come in. Come on. Say hi. I've decided to use the printer right beside you. Hi there. there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I you were just talking to yeah, I was just talking yeah, to myself. Did yeah, that? uh, that's a such lo- a loony. At least she didn't uh, say again. Uh, <laughs> again, still. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I, I, I like to think I'm, I'm really, really lucky. Mm. I do. Like uh, stand up has brought a lot of things to me that, um, that um, uh, that little kid that we talked about in Terrace, British Columbia, would never expected. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's great. great. Uh, before we uh, get off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, uh, first year podcast. Uh, Ian, Ian Bag bought a house. Uh, tell me what that's all about.
0: Uh, uh, I, I, I actually just ended that one. Oh, that did one you? just ended. Whoops. Yeah. So, but there's a bunch you can listen to them on. Um, and it's this is so funny this whole thing. So I bought a, me and my wife bought a house in her hometown, and uh-huh. I'd never had. I didn't even want to own a house. You know, like it just, mm-hmm. it, so all of a sudden one day I was like, yeah, we should own a house. And she found one, we bought it. And my mother-in-law lives in it now and, and we use it as a vacation home. And, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a really nice house, but it needs some work on it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to this guy, uh, who, who was, he's, he still is, um, a, uh, contractor and he would show up to my shows all the time. And I, I started asking him some questions And he said, uh, he told me about this and I said, Hey, is there any chance you might want to do this as a podcast? Just like talk to me about things I'm doing in my house. And he's like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, so we started talking and it kind of got, got going quite well. And some people were interested in seeing about it being like an HGTV show. So we did a sizzle. Uh-huh. And, and he went off the deep end and thought we were suddenly in show business. And <laughs> I, I, I had to release him. I had to release him back into the wild because I was like, look, bud, I've been in stand up for 22 years. So we got a long way to go before yeah. the superstars. Because he suddenly brought in lawyers and stuff. And I was like, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, yeah, I am out so <laughs> that's funny so, uh uh but what i do now is i do uh and five days a week nightly at 6 p.m uh west coast time i do a thing called around the bag um that was the next uh, thing i was going to ask about yeah yeah uh, <laughs> which is uh it's um little game show, little talk show, uh, or I just, and also my stand-up. it's where I ask people, three people, uh, one question and they all answer it at the same time, mm. but then I kind of bounce off them. And as well, I give them points, yeah. uh, which mean nothing. So very, it's got that very arbitrary show. points. Yeah. yeah <laughs> very arbitrary points will mean nothing. It's just, and it's just fun. It's just, it, and I'm having so much fun with it. Uh, and, uh, so many people have just, Like they want to be on it. So I'm just like, okay. So I was doing it seven days a week, but I was like, I can't keep up with this. So I just like took it down to five and it's letting my brain relax a little bit, having two days off a week. So yeah, yeah. It,
1: it looks like a good outlet uh especially now the for, for both you and your guests and uh it's it's really funny i've watched i watched a few of them before we got started here and uh the the nickname question was good i, I mean just just good stuff in there so it's uh just
0: it, it, yeah it's just random it's in, and it's it's nice we've had gaffigan on we've had uh billy gardell on we've had uh uh jeff uh jeff die chad daniels um hmm. Uh, I got uh, some, some people that own restaurants just to give them, cause I know they're, you know, yeah. it's stress, stress gives every, you know, it gets, gets to everybody. And I just want to like people to laugh and yeah. why not bring the audience on and ask them some questions sometimes. So sometimes it's just regular people, sometimes it's comedians. So right. we just have a good time. So uh, I got some big name hockey players uh, <laughs> on and uh, I, I got some baseball guys coming on. So it's going to mm-hmm. be great. You know, it's pretty cool. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a really neat show. Um, so if folks want to find you um, on social media and all that, where do we find you?
0: Uh, you can go to my website, which is ianbag. dot com, dot com. But uh, you can go to my things that I like to do. I love. Um, I love. I don't love any of it, to be honest with you. I love uh, uh, the Instagram Ian Bag. I enjoy putting up pictures of stupid things, uh, sun sunsets, from sunsets to my dogs to promotion things. So mm. I put up everything there, and it's not political. I find that uh, uh, that's the best one to be not political on. Is yeah instagram yeah <laughs> uh got my youtube which is uh ian bag comedy which is the big thing that i'm pushing during this whole thing i want to really build up my youtube following get mm. get people there it's got uh, clips from uh shows and i'll be putting up a, a whole show after i've finished putting out this these clips uh, uh also uh pandora and uh spotify please Mm -hmm. that's what's going to keep me alive during this is people listening to my stuff so if people could go listen to my stuff on pandora and spotify that would Mm -hmm. be uh, that'd be awesome
1: great great well it's been really great having you on and uh i think i learned facebook
0: (laughs) facebook oh oh, yeah
1: facebook facebook yeah that's face weight yeah 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 yeah, what what we were on for a while there yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah, it's been really great having you on and uh, I I think I learned a lot and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this on the Behind the Bits podcast. It's great.
0: No, I appreciate you uh being even a little bit curious about me and uh, and I uh, love your love of stand up. That's what uh the, that's what the best part about it is. I it. It's 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 pretty great.
1: Yeah, you're one of the best ones out there. Well, uh, oh, thanks, thanks, man.